Then answers like what if dogs love us so much because they know we are made of bones. Hi America. <laughs> Hello world. We're just a big bag of bones, aren't we, to a dog? Yeah. We should handle every stressful situation like a dog. If you can't eat it or play with it, just pee on it and walk away. I do. <laughs> yeah. Heather yes. does. I've seen it. Yeah. Can't go back to that bank. <laughs> or that restaurant. <laughs> no. My name is Adrian Leon. I am your host. Welcome to the show. More questions than answers. The only paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world. Each week, my guests and I will search the world's newspapers, websites and TV shows just for you to bring you the very best in paranormal talk radio entertainment and enlightenment. We will then test each other's knowledge of the week's events of the mysterious strange. Supernatural, unusual, bizarre, and just plain weird. If you have just tuned in especially to hear the show, then I admire your taste. If you have just tuned in by accident, then I admire your luck. I am huddled under my quilt with a large flashlight and a nice cup of tea with tonight's guests somewhere in the barren wildernesses of the Midwest Plains. With the sound of my elderly mother snoring distantly from the room next door. Each week, we press our ear against the bedroom wall. Whatever my mother was listening to or saw before she went to bed, picks and pulls in her unconscious mind. Let's have a listen. Any guesses? No. She's watching the Flintstones. So, snuggle under your covers, turn out your lights and hold on tight. The rules are very simple. Points will be awarded randomly for being interesting or for making me laugh or shiver in horror. Extra points will be available for shock and awe value. To help me control my rowdy panel of recidivists and reprobates, I will employ what I have called the inappropriate bell. An example of this would be... The panel have no idea what's coming. I have no idea what stories they have for tonight's show. So let me introduce my guests. Firstly... The mysterious and evanescent Heather Morris. She's been a paranormal investigator for many years with her own team called Hellhound Investigations and does all of her best work in the shadows. She is now one of the leading audio and DVP experts with the International Paranormal Society and brings her knowledge and research skills to tonight's show. She is also our producer and sound engineer. Heather's therapist said this week her narcissism was making her misread social situations, but she was pretty sure he was hitting on her. Welcome to the show, Heather. <laughs> he was. He was. There we go. Working out really helped turn my depression into narcissism. 
I also <laughs> wish to introduce <laughs> the man and crazy <laughs> Michelle Corey. She was born and raised in Moira, Minnesota, and has a keen and avid interest in all things paranormal. Michelle was told she would never be good at poetry because she is dyslexic. But this week she made two jugs and a vase. Welcome to the show, Michelle. Thank you. I love this show. (laughs) We also have with us tonight Chad Peters, our resident psychologist. Chad likes to ponder life's great mysteries like why do the Flintstones celebrate Christmas? Mm. There are more questions than answers. This is Series 2, Episode 36. And as always, we enter the first round that we call a general lack of knowledge with the slippery potter's wheel that is the gong of infinite knowledge with the slip of statistics and the glaze of facts baked in a kiln to 1200 degrees which i believe is a stoneware firing wow i went off a little bit early there did you hear that yeah, i did <laughs> never happened to me before let's no. try again okay. there we go mm. the gong of infinite knowledge points are available on this very day in 1969 American TV psychic John Edwards was born. Oh. Now you think that's an interesting fact. Let me back that up with a second fact that will blow your mind. Also, on this very day, in 1936, psychic and author Sylvia Brown was also born. Apparently today is a good day for psychics to be born. Sadly, of course, she passed in 2013. But tonight... On MQTA for the very first time. I cannot believe that strange, bizarre, and fascinating fact about fortune telling. Oh, that wakes it. We're getting close to Halloweenus. Weenus! Yay! I have a few surprises next week. We have a guest, hopefully, touch wood, crossing fingers, avoiding yeah. black cats, and walking under ladders. Yeah. We have a special <laughs> guest coming yes. onto the show. Yeah. Via technology. But I'm going to hold back and tell you, I'm keeping my fingers crossed. If it doesn't happen, I'm not going to look a fool if it doesn't take place next week. But we have a very special Hollywood guest Mm -hmm. on next week's show for a Halloween edition. So stay tuned for that. It's not Zach Bagans. It's not Zach Bagans. Just see. No. No. It's not. Put that straight out there. (laughs) Unless something bizarre happens in the next seven days I hadn't previously been aware of. Now, the ancient Romans loved bird fortunes, apparently, working with our avian friends to predict the future. Go and see the old ostrich on the hill in the caves. They will tell you your fortune. The Romans loved bird fortunes. But what bird did they use to predict the outcomes of battles? And the Romans had a lot of battles, of course. So, Miss Morris, to grab the points tonight, I just need you to tell me which of our feathered friends they used to predict the outcome of of battles in ancient Rome. Mm, chickens or crows? You're going to spread your chips evenly all over your chicken dinner? Probably crows. You're going to go with crows. You're going to commit to the crow. Or a chicken. I see what you've done there. If you had to perhaps pick one, just to give... Because there's only so many Probably birds a crow. in the You're going to go with a crow. Michelle, how did the Romans predict battles back in the day? Romans predicted that with Owls or eagles. What is it? Why, why is it the convention <laughs> that everyone's giving me more than one answer? You see what you've done. Everyone's <laughs> becoming stupid from osmosis. What? 
Oh, that's okay. stupid. Give me a bird. What do the Romans use? I'll give you the bird. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <sighs> I'm going to say an eagle circling the camp meant you were going to win the battle. Okay. It was... Two birds. A chicken. <gasps> no a way. Chicken? They Are used a chicken to predict battles. It's a shame you missed out on the points, Miss Morris. <laughs> Sat over there. almost right. Almost right. <laughs> you snatched defeat from the jaws of victory. Wow. How did they do this? I will throw this open. I will give you some bonus points. I've just told you that they predicted the outcome of battles through chickens. I just, if you want to jump in, how would they have done that? What do you think they did? With its bones. With its bones, chicken bones thrown on the floor. You have the chicken peck at something and Chad see is, if it flips over. That's an interesting, like a turtle maybe. You either kill it or crack an egg. Oh. Kill it or crack an egg. Yep. Chad's actually the closest. I thought Chad was going to win the points. He's not a million miles away and I'm feeling very philanthropic. A priest would scatter the feed around, and it was dependent on how enthusiastic the bird pecked at the feed. Mm. As simple as that. But Chad did, in fact, get the pecking aspect, so we will give him... But I got the chicken. The points. Well, not really, because you went with crow. <laughs> See how chicken. that works. I'm <laughs> sure you'll make up for it by winning many wondrous points over the course of the next 50 minutes. Do you? Mm. Imagine a chicken going to a psychic. Will I complete my bucket list? Not yours, but somebody's. <laughs> Colonel Sanders. Oh, nice <laughs> In the ancient world, Alphitomancy was a popular way to solve crimes. Suspects were rounded up and they would use bread to find the culprit. I just need you to tell me in ancient times how they used that bread. What did they do, Miss Morris? You've got your usual Toast. suspects all lined up. They've made toast, toast. with the bread. Yeah. How does that and they read the toast marks. They read the marks <laughs> on the toast. Yeah. Read the toast. Oh, no, I'm doing life. It's like Jesus toast. You're not doing life. You're going oh, to old God. Sparky. Don't worry about that game. Hold the bread between your lips. Everyone's having toast. You yeah. think they went to all of that trouble. They made toast. Yeah. And like you get Mary, the Virgin Mary, appear on a slice yeah. of bread in the toast. Yeah. They're predicting who did the crime. You did that to me once. <gasps> I just remembered. <laughs> <laughs> I spent a very long time with a sharp object carving the image of Mary the Madonna into a piece of bread and made toast for everybody and then surreptitiously put it on Miss Morris's plate. Within three minutes, she was on eBay. She got $500 for that. It was very <laughs> nice. funny. I'm going to say toast markings. Happy days. Toast markings. Yeah. Michelle, how did they find... The criminal via the use of bread. They got a baguette. They stuck it in a very unusual Ooh. place, and the person admitted to it. Any thoughts? Like they, Hansel and Gretel. Like Hansel and Gretel. They threw the bread on the floor, and they found their way. Yes. To the criminal. That That's was a, crummy. A very good answer. <laughs> I love this show. <laughs> Shad, any thoughts about how they managed to use bread to find criminals in ancient times? If your toast is or your bread is the first one to mold, you did the crime. You're gonna have to wait a long time for a verdict there, aren't you? You come back three weeks later and All see right, the moldy yeah, give bread. Give a little while. I can't give the points away. They blessed the bread, which was made of barley, and then each of them would be given the bread to eat. Now, putting the blessed bread inside you, if you were guilty, apparently, the person would get stomach pains, indigestion, or simply choke. 
Huh. I wonder if there's some people then. I thought there was a, an element of sort of auto persuasion. If you're feeling guilty, you know, you're going to almost make yourself unwell if they gave you the bread. Does that make sense? You've almost bringing it upon yourself. But that is what they did. If you choked on the bread, managed to get some indigestion, no beano for you. Go straight to jail. Do not pass. Go. Is that where the phrase choke on it came from? It may well be. <laughs> yeah, but I'm sure that the, uh, I know, that'll, that'll be right, Heather. Yeah, that's that's where that came from. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. You've nailed it. Nailed it. Wow. Sounds like trial by casino buffet in many respects, doesn't mm-hmm. it? Do you not think the all-you-can-eat casino buffet? Line all the criminals up. <laughs> First one to visit the restroom. It's like Russian roulette with the meat station. We have found you guilty of a smear campaign and laundering. They had to install speed bumps at our local all-you-can-eat buffet. I just thought I'd share that with you. I don't understand. I'm a Brit, and we don't really embrace the all-you-can-eat buffet. And the casinos in Britain look like the casinos you see on James Bond. You have to wear a tuxedo, a suit. You have to register 24 hours in advance. It's not like here, where you can take an oxygen cylinder, wear a Viking shirt, have your arse hanging out, and all your dinner down your front. It isn't like that in any way, shape, or form. So I'm not used to the casino kind of buffet conventions but i couldn't believe it there's people you can go back as many times as you want this is the premise right i don't understand why people are piling up their plate like mount everest there's snow on top of it it's teetering they could not fit any more on their plate when they can go back as many times as they want they're putting tomatoes in their pockets from the salad bar yeah it's fewer trips it's efficiency that's (laughs) efficiency (laughs) unbelievable i've never seen such wonders but chad has remained on two points, and everyone else is still yet to score. Molybub Damancy, I hope I got that correct, was first recorded in Greek and Roman empires, but soon spread to Germany and the Nordic countries. I will give you a clue. It is the telling of fortunes by the melting of metal. But how do they tell their fortune? How does that process work? The telling of fortune in the Nordic countries in Germany Muller Bermancy, by the melting of metal, Miss Morris, you can gain the points if you wish to embrace them. What bizarre and strange things do they do to tell their fortune from melted metals? Mm, they see how many nubs it has. How many nubs? You've got four nubs. You're going on a long journey, meeting a tall, dark stranger, and you're going to be lucky with the number eight. Bad luck. You only got one small nub. Oh, no. That is bad luck. (laughs) Wow. I didn't like your fortune, Chad. Mine sounded all right. I'm going on a journey. (laughs) To be fair, it is cold in Minnesota. Imagine going to a fortune teller, paying them 50 bucks. You've got a small nub. Why, thank you. Spot on. Unbelievable. Couldn't have got it better. Miss Morris, what are you going to go with? I just told you. The counting of the nubs. Yes. <laughs> the counting of the nubs. You must remember that. It was in Genesis. The counting of the nubs. Yes. Mm. Sorry, my mistake. Deuteronomy. It's on Game the... of Thrones. Yes, the counting of the nubbins. <laughs> the nubbins sound like small woodland creatures yes. that come out at night. Mm. Beware the nubbins. It's okay. I've rubbed myself in peanut butter. They're allergic to that. We will be fine. Mm. Michelle. <laughs> Are you going to go with the peanut butter smeared nubbings or are you going to go with something else? I think they pour it and then they shatter it and read the shards. Wow. They actually do that with shells and bones. Mm-hmm. I've actually seen them heat up bones and wherever the bone splits in the heat or the turtle shell, depending on how it cracks. That's a very, very good answer. Chad, what are your thoughts about melting metal 
and watching the nubbins. You drop it into water and see what it looks like, kind of the same way you'd see something in a cloud. You are halfway there. I will give you Three points quarters. for that. You would melt lead or tin over an open flame. You would pour that into cold water exactly how Chad just described. So I'm going to give him a couple of points And then there. what? Count He's the nubs? Four. You do <laughs> not shatters? count the nubs. This happens in Finland. It's New Year's Eve. We're in Helsinki. We're sat there with reindeer jerky. We're sat there with our vodka. Then your nub. We get our hot metal that's mm. just been freshly dipped into the water. Mm. We turn all the lights out. We light a candle. We hold our metal up to the candle. <laughs> the shadow that it throws upon the wall is what you then read. You are reading the shadow of the nubbins. Ah. I need to write that book. That's like one of the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> the shadow, the of, the shadow of the nubbins. Right. I copyrighted that a long time ago. Shadow <laughs> of the nubbins. Let's have a look and see what Heather's metal looks like. Wow, that looks like a liver sausage and two golf balls. What could they possibly <laughs> mean? <laughs> <sighs> what have you got? They've managed to find a whistle. <laughs> Not a very good one at that. Kind Is that saggy. candy? Yes. Where'd you get that from? You get candy. From the Renaissance the candy Festival. Let's have another candy. go. Go on. <laughs> wow. That sounds like the toilet and the cistern filling up. If you've got medieval renaissance plumbing, it sounds like that. You're on the toilet. You pull the chain. There you go. (laughs) Ready for me dad to come in and kill the canary. On this very day, in 1990, would you believe, the film Dances with Walls was directed, starring Kevin Costner, was premiered in Washington, D.C. Can you remember? 1990, that's 28 Years ago, where is wow. my life going? Twenty-eight years ago, dances with wolves. That's similar to Michelle's name, by the way, which is dances on table at party with pants down. True. So, for the first time, nope. in the history of MQTA Radio, I cannot believe that bizarre, strange, and fascinating facts about wolves. You'd be mm. pleased. Oh, Turn up, Kevin, Kevin Garsner. According to the first century Roman scholar. A lot of Romans tonight. Yes. I've read that book. Pliny the Elder. Pliny the Elder's got a lot to answer for. He wrote one of the first ever ghost stories. Oh, that's right. Pliny the Elder was sat in his yard in Rome, watching everything going on there. And a ghost of a man appeared in front of him. He was very scared. He notated this. He wrote this down. The ghost pointed to a spot on the floor in front of him in his garden. It's very Dickensian, this, isn't it? Yes. He went and got a Roman spade, started digging, and found the man's body. And this was a true story. It's one of the first ever documented, written-down ghost stories, and Mm. alleged to be true. This was Pliny the Elder. Now, he's written that wolf teeth could be rubbed on the gums of an infant to ease the pain of teething. And they also used wolf's teeth when they did gold work. So if you see gold on frescoes on the walls, oh, you know, cool. they would put in the fine gold work and rub the sheets of gold onto the walls using a wolf tooth. But what I'm asking you tonight is what did they use wolf dung to cure? They used wolf's teeth to help babies that were teething. What do you think they did with wolf dung? What kind of almond would Sore you have? Throat. Sore throat. And what did they do with this wolf tea? dung? They made tea from it. Yes. Wolf dung tea. Yes. Famous German shop putter from the 1970s. <laughs> yes. Wow. 
you're going to make a cup of tea from one wolf poo. Yes. Ferment it. Milk yes. two sugars. You wouldn't complain about having a sore throat, would you? Do you not think? You'd keep quiet about it, wouldn't you? You wouldn't say a word. Or constipation. <laughs> oh, here we go. We're going mm. to the other end. What are they doing with it then? Putting some sort tea. of poultice on your bottom. <laughs> it's all tea. Yeah. So let me get this right. It's either constant. It's, it's a cure-all. You get your wolf dung. You make up yeah. a nice compress and a cup of tea. You push the tea leaf dung of the wolf into your bottom. The mm. person Not bends over. Not in your bottom. You drink it. You drink it. Wow. And it gets rid of constipation. I was thinking they were bending over and you were saying you're going on a long journey. Look no. at that. Overseas. No. That's, That's not scatamancy. Okay. <laughs> that does exist. It does exist. <laughs> I was scared man song in my head. <laughs> Let me read your knickers. Wow. You're going to get some love in your life. Mm. I was reading everyone's fortunes when I had E. coli last summer. Ooh. What are you going to go with, Michelle? What ailment would be used if you were suffering? What would you use wolf dung on? Baldness. Baldness. Rub it on your head. No one's looking at your hair anymore, are they? Nope. Could you put a parting in that? Yeah. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> Chad, what are you going to go with on the wolf dung? What's wrong with you, man? Birth control. Birth control. It's very acidic. I think they used elephant and uh, alligator dung in Egyptian times for contraception. I think that is true. Too, right? That is absolutely 100% correct, but you're not correct tonight. It was, in fact, cataracts were cured by wolf dung. I'm guessing you're putting that in your eye. Wolf dung in the eye. I don't think eye. that works. That's got a sting, hasn't it? That's got a sting. That's going to be acidic. If the wolf's not drunk much, that's going to be stingy, isn't oh, it? Oh, stingy. Wow. I thought a cataract was a luxury Japanese car. <laughs> no, stop. I love this show. The Japanese word for wolf, by the way, literally means great God. You leave this show with more than you arrive with. Wolves are great swimmers due to their webbed paws. They've got little webs between their toes. They are excellent swimmers. Someone will walk away with the points because all I'm asking at this stage in the game is for you to tell me the longest distance a wolf has been recorded swimming. Three and I'm miles. Guessing it went out to the end of the pier. Swam back, got onto the beach at South End on sea in Essex, scared all the children, bought a candy floss, had some ice cream, went and played bingo for the afternoon. Three miles. You are going to go with three miles. Yeah. Werewolf of London, indeed. Michelle, how many miles did that wolf swim? Fifteen. Fifteen. God, you make it complicated for me. Yeah. Chad, how many miles the furthest a wolf has ever swam? Eight. You're going to go with eight? Yep, eight. This man is on fire. It's 100% (gasps) correct. The furthest a wolf. Has been recorded swimming is eight miles and Chad is going up to a nice number six. He's getting to chew on the carcass and be the alpha male before anyone else gets a chance. They're going to use my teeth to make designs in gold. Perfect. (laughs) I used to think that Little Red Riding Hood was a Russian contraceptive. Oh my God. That was then. But this is now. We get to our favorite part of the show. It's the mailbag. All right, all right. Woo! This makes me very, very happy. As always, you can write to us if you go to our Facebook site. More questions than answers with Adrian Lee. All of tonight's stories, all of the jokes, the camaraderie, the videos, everything that we don't get a chance to read out. Much, much more. It's one big, amazing, happy family. We have 6,200 followers on there. But if you wish to write to the show, I will read out your comments. If there's a part of the show you like, if there's something you wish we did more of, you're more than welcome to post those things. Miss Morris, 
Oh, just real quick. Somebody new broke <gasps> into the top 10 this week. And oh, it nice. was. You I'm couldn't just... wait to the end of this. You had to do this now. Yep. Aru- okay. Aruba. 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 <laughs> That's right. That's a, all I had to say. A small Aruba. little island off the coast of Venezuela, which I'm yes. sure was on the tip of everybody's lips. <laughs> I don't know how I know such wonders. I think I'm mentally ill. Yes. Yes. We have Harley posted. I am a fairly new listener, but I love it all. Best show <laughs> that there is. Thank That's you. Right. Thank Harley. you so much. We really appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Be sure to tell all your friends and all of your family. They're listening, of course, on the Dark Matter Digital Network every Friday night at 10 p.m. Central Time, where you can catch us first. We have 100,000 listeners in 190 countries all over the world, including Aruba, apparently. Aruba! Wow. Russ in Mississippi has written, just tuned in about six months ago, and enjoy your show. Thank you. The time you air is perfect. Yay. Yay. And then he goes and ruins it all by saying, Miss Morris is my favorite. Oh, <laughs> You're my new favorite, Russ. Mm. There's some sick people out there. Really what? twisted and strange people. I'm sorry. Lorraine in Illinois posted, listening while at work, and I cannot stop laughing. I love you guys. Oh, thank you. Thanks, Lorraine Lorraine. is obviously a funeral director. <laughs> she is listening, of course, on SoundCloud. This show's free. It'll always be free. You can listen. To all of our archives, over the last five years, we have five years worth of shows and we're on many, many different platforms. If you go to soundcloud.com, search for MQTA Radio, you will find them all on there. People like listening to them back to back. If you've got a long car journey, if you're swimming with some wolves, if you've decided to rub dung (laughs) all over your cataracts, you can listen to the show as you're lying there with the warm defecation sitting on your eye sockets. You can listen to them back to back. And if you're listening on SoundCloud, why not press the little orange love heart? Show us how much you love the show. And I will add that we stay in the studio at the top of the hour. When you hear our German classical music of our outro, you can nip straight over to SoundCloud. We stay in the studio. We do an extra 20 to 25 minutes of the show. Because when we're looking for the stories of the paranormal, when we're looking for the stories of UFOs and cryptozoology the strange and the bizarre we come across stories of an adult nature we can't help but find them they're in there in the news of the world with a rather sexual theme and we cannot read them out on air because we will get fined we would get removed but on the internet on soundcloud on itunes on stitcher on tuning in spotify on brussels sprouts on Gasbox, and on every other platform we can do whatever we want so we have a round called not for your mother it is laden with heavy, splashing dollops of wolf-dung contraception. There are rather strange, dubious stains of naughty, <laughs> dirty. <laughs> Keep going. Spanky. Make it up. Shame. <laughs> and this is why people like Miss Morris. <laughs> but it is all there for you. Have an extra twenty to. 25 minutes of film. <laughs> you we can't, can't even see it. Can you? Oh, oh, out. Well, I'm getting that excited. <laughs> Unbelievable. Back off, baby. <sighs> and relax. <gasps> wow. Barbara has posted, what an awesome week. Yeah. Didn't get hit by Hurricane Michael. Nice. And got a new episode of Not For Your Mother. <laughs> awesome. You are blessed, Barbara. You are truly blessed. You are. <laughs> 
and I'm glad you didn't get hit by a hurricane. But they mm-hmm. are listening, of course, on all of our platforms, SoundCloud, MQTA Radio. Jerry, our good friend and listener, has <gasps> added. Jerry. Hi, Jerry. Thanks for the laughs tonight. Great show, as always. Puppets and pogo sticks. <laughs> <laughs> nice, yeah. Nice. That was a very strange and bizarre story. Yes. That story is posted. The video of the pogo stick ghost is on our Facebook site. Again, if you go to Facebook, more questions than answers. With Adrian Lee, all of the stories, the camaraderie, the jokes, the videos, everything related to the paranormal and having lots of fun is currently on there. So you're more than welcome to join us on there. We have 6,200 followers. You can join my Twitter account at Adrian underscore Lee underscore tips. And we have 100,000 listeners on there. And if you wish to donate to the show, one single dollar. If we make you laugh, if you leave this show with more than you arrive with, and you can't even buy candy these days for a dollar. No. One single dollar. If you go to patreon.com, search for MQTA Radio, you can donate your dollar. You get to listen to the show first. You get to listen to episodes that have never, Mm -hmm. ever been aired and lots of ever wondrous and amazing things. And I do want to give a shout out to a couple of our Patreons. Yeah. We want to give a shout out to Robin in Massachusetts. Hey, yes, Robin. thank, thank you. you so much, Robin. We, we love you so much. Have some new patrons. I believe oh, yeah. Adam is a patron. Yes, and Thanks, Adam. Leslie. Nice. Yep, there's. Thank a, you. Yep, and they join Martin as well in <gasps> New York. Oh, Martin. hi, Martin. If we too. hit the magic 100 barrier, we have promised you that we will put cameras in the studio. Chad's in charge. You can watch the <laughs> shenanigans unfold in front of your very eyes. So all of the Uh-oh. rudeness. Oh God. <laughs> when I say You'll many, many weeks in a row that we cannot have cameras in the studio, you will actually get to see Nanigans. the mad party. <laughs> <laughs> you have no idea what goes on in this studio that you cannot see. The rudeness, the flashing, there's things being thrown around. I mean, it's just mental. Birds. <laughs> My team think it's funny to flash me and throw things at me and try and put me off while I'm reading stuff out. Yep. Sometimes it works. It does work, especially if Chad's doing it. Yeah. <laughs> he put loves your nubbin nipples. away. What's wrong with you, man? It's also <laughs> things you never thought you'd ever say on the radio. Does your mother listen to this show, Chad? Uh, no. No. Absolutely not. Excellent. I'm pleased to hear that. Did I tell you, I uh, I told her I was on a podcast, and she was like, what's a podcast? Perfect. She didn't ask, like, which one or anything. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm right naive, me. But happy. Oh. <laughs> I have books out. If you wish to find yourself a nice, ghostly, haunted, spooky read full of history, full of evidence, I have many books out on the theme of ghosts and hauntings. As founder of the International Paranormal Society, if you go onto Amazon... If you go to any decent bookshop or ebook shop, you can find my books, Mysterious Minnesota, Mysterious Midwest, and others including How to Be a Christian Psychic, What the Bible Says About Healers, Mediums, and Paranormal Investigators. And before we move on, I just want to say that if you're anywhere near Red Wing next Thursday, 6 o'clock, we're meeting at the St. James Hotel in Red Wing on the border of Minnesota and Wisconsin. I'm doing a ghostly walk with lanterns through the town of Red Wing. It's $15 for adults. Under 12s are going free. That's in the St. James Hotel. If you go onto Facebook, search for Red Wing Ghosts and Hauntings, you will find all of the information there. Miss Morris, you look like you want to expel. I just want to say that's October 25th. 
for people that are listening on the podcast and may listen later. So October 25th is when that's happening. Yes, a lot of people access us later on. Yeah. Several months later. So don't miss out. Do so don't now. miss out. No, you're getting mm-hmm. the opportunity. If you pay your dollar, you get to hear all these wonderful things yeah. first. And if you tune in at 10 o'clock on the Dark Matter Digital Network, you will get to hear these things first as well. As always, it is that time of the show that I turn to Dr. Chad Peters, our resident psychologist, and I will say to him, will you give for me tonight your random, strange, bizarre and fascinating fact, s'il vous plaît, Dr. Peters? In 1965, Slumber Party Barbie came with a diet book. It said two (laughs) words. Any guesses as to what they are? Eat less. Don't eat. Don't eat. Don't eat. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's absolutely right. Best diet ever. Don't eat. Be a man. Now, this is our Halloween set of shows. I said throughout the whole of October, we would be embracing the theme of Halloween. Oh, God. I have brought for you tonight, because I know how much you like drinking and eating strange and bizarre things on air, and it does make good radio if people can hear Michelle gagging somewhere in the distance. You will be pleased to know that in front of me I have a bottle of soda. It's dark brown. It looks kind of murky. On the label, it says beef drinker. Beef drinker. Teriyaki beef jerky soda. That cannot be real. There's a picture of some jerky. There's a picture of a cow. And there's a farmer holding what looks like an insemination device. It's beef jerky juice. Yes, beef jerky juice. No, you don't want to put that. But it's fizzy. What could possibly go wrong? Fizzy beef jerky juice. So on radio, I will take the lid off of our jerky teriyaki flavor. Just a sec, I gotta get the bucket. Hang on. Oh, there we go. I shall get a cup. Let's see where we go. Michelle, would you be willing to share your drink with Chad? You can take turns. Chad drank all my wine. Oh dear. (laughs) Well, if he's sitting next to you, he probably needs it. Don't don't pick it up. Don't smell it yet. (laughs) We'll do it all together. And I will pass. Chad can pass that cup on to Heather when he's finished having his drink. Oh, you're going to take it over there now. Everyone needs to get the smell of that. So what are you thinking? It's fairly clear, isn't it? It's like champagne. Who do you want to go first? Well, let me just have a sip of this. Jesus Christ. It smells like my dad's socks. It smells like. It smells oh. like runny ramen noodle water. It smells like... <laughs> runny loose bowel water. <laughs> do you want me to taste it? I'll do it. I'll Go take on in, Heather. Team. Go on, take a swig. Do swig. it. Go on, get it down. Chug, here, chug, 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 chug. What are your thoughts? Anything you'd like to share? Oh, God. Oh, beef jerky soda. It's, it sticks on the front oh, of your mouth. No. Oh, it's sticking to the roof oh, of no, her mouth like a really no, rich it it's like cheesecake. Melted no, no, no. styrofoam. <gasps> Michelle. Melted styrofoam. Take a front. swig of the beef jerky don't do, soda. Don't, don't do She's it. She's got a very, very delicate hair trigger gag don't do it. I do. Don't do it. Get that down. Oh, she can't. You haven't even got it to your lips yet. <laughs> Plug your nose, Michelle, then taste it. Oh, my. You've gone green. What about the I don't think she's going to be able to do it. <laughs> Here we go. There you go. Little Lamaze. Oh, she took a lot. What are your thoughts? What? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, not a fan. Wow. Someone's at McDonald's. Fan. I don't have a bucket. <laughs> oh, dear oh, God. Wow. Well, if I'd have known that would have happened, I wouldn't have got it out. So what What stories have you got for us tonight, Michelle, in the round of Ghosts and Hauntings? <laughs> oh, my. Chad. <laughs> I bet. Oh, dear God. Still- Oh. I can't. It's making me laugh. 
great radio. I'm going to wee myself. Oh, my. Go on, Chad. Have a sweet. Let's just leave. Me- no. <laughs> <laughs> Poor girl, be for a little while. Here. Oh, <laughs> someone's going to have to clean that up. Tools to... Here. Michelle, wash it down with that. <laughs> That's what they I all say. Hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Halloween. Uh, good oh. times. I bet you're. Chad, you're next. <laughs> all right, let's try this out. Since Michelle made it look so good. <laughs> You get in the bass notes. Oh, that's not bad. You don't, oh. know, you don't mind that. He does love his meat, though, doesn't need to be Oh, fair. my God, Chad, finish it off. Oh, oh yeah. Sick. I'm going to swig. Well, you got to keep in mind, I'm a guy who can drink non-alcoholic beer. Wow. You got a point there. I'm going to swig straight out the bottle. Oh, there's more coming. <laughs> oh, no wait, messing no, around. No, no, swish around the bottom. Hang I on, see floaters. <laughs> it's crawling up my throat again. Oh. Mm. I'm, I've had worse. <laughs> I've had what worse. What is that? The aftertaste. Is, oh. Yeah. Are we saying that's a good one? No. Here, Chad. I forgot oh. to mention, on the label, it says for that deep carnivore thirst. Oh, <laughs> Well, there we go. I can only apologize. Uh, Michelle, I'm sorry about your dinner, and we're going to have to get some sort of carpet cleaner at some point. As we move into the first round, that mm-hmm. is Ghosts and Hauntings. Michelle is yet to score. Yeah. I'm yet to score. Heather's yet to score. We did terrible in the quiz. Chad is running away. With a rather magnificent beef jerky stick of six. Oh, yeah. Grand claims she snapped photo of two Chinese ghost girls peering out of the window at the V&A Museum in innocent photo of her daughter. Now, this was in the Museum of Childhood. This is a very famous museum. It's in East London. I love this museum. It's free to get in. Most museums in Britain, most galleries are free to get in. We're a very socialist society. Education should be for the masses. So when I was a little boy, my mother would walk me to Bethnal Green, which is in East London, where my granddad was born, actually, in the East End of London in 1920. And this museum is the Museum of Childhood. This is a brilliant idea. It's an entire museum that celebrates childhood. It's full of toys. It's full of, like, baby buggies. It's full of dolls. It's toy soldiers. Everything going back to Egyptian and Roman times of what Mm. kids played with. Cool. Up until the point where you're seeing toys and games from the 70s and 80s, and you think, I used to have that. It's a fun museum. They've got puppets in there from famous TV shows from back in the day. Characters that you won't recognise, like Muffin the Mule and Larry the Lamb, which sound like sexual offences in many respects. Mm -hmm. But they have (laughs) many wondrous things in there. It's uh, a very interesting place to be. In fact, Bethnal Green is a very interesting town. I dated a girl in 1994 that lived in Bethnal Green and she lived in a converted church. They had an old medieval church and they divided it up into apartments. Oh, yes. It was very creepy and very eerie and it certainly put you off your game that you're lying in bed and overlooking you is a giant 12-foot stained glass window from the 13th century of St. Peter. How you're supposed to perform anything under those circumstances is ridiculous. See, Michelle gets into that. The BDR. (laughs) You can only do it if you're watched by a saint. That's how she likes it. Wow. <laughs> Get St. Nicholas in here. I'm nearly over the finishing line. What's wrong with you? Oh, Francis. So role, <laughs> role play for you is me dressing up as a saint. So I've got to buy like some sort of habit and long robe. Get some birds and I'm St. Francis of Assisi and that will do it for you. Right. Will it? We live in a strange and bizarre world, don't we? 
wow, this isn't where I she, thought this story was going. She even does the rar. <laughs> wow, unbelievable. <laughs> There's a quiz show willing to get out. Jane Cunningham was snapping pictures of her family in East London and didn't see anything amiss. But when she got back and looked at the day's iPhone pictures, she noticed two small Chinese girls in the background apparently peering out of the window. Bunk. The spooky fans. <laughs> 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 I wondered when it was coming. <laughs> if you are playing the Bell Bunk and Snort drinking game, by the way, does you throwing up all over the carpet mean someone can have a shot somewhere in the world? I it? like to think so. It's the Bell Bunk Snort and Vomit drinking mm. game. Congratulations. You can now take that shot. I think it's a cement mixer that you have to take. Unbelievable. I thought originally when I was reading this story, it said apparently peeing out of the window. So I was expecting to see two small Chinese girls peeing out of a window. That's sick. The spooky photograph (laughs) shows the two small women looking towards the camera with one half submerged in the wall, even though the room they were in was empty. I don't know why this just couldn't be two small Chinese girls that were tourists and walking around the museum. They're in the background of the photograph. Why can't they just be... Do you know how many Chinese or Japanese tourists there are in London at any given time? A billion. And now Miss Cunningham <laughs> is convinced she has caught spirits from the other side on film. The 53-year-old said, I did not expect to see these spirits at all. It was really crazy. My daughter asked me to take some photographs of her. And it was not until several hours later that we realised these strange people were in the photograph. It was a really rainy day and there was no one outdoors. These two oriental women are very tiny and clearly dressed in outfits from another era. That's like watching people in the South. You cannot see. (laughs) (laughs) I went on a road trip south. We went to Tennessee and Memphis and various other places. It was like going back to Britain 30 years ago. It was incredible. You cannot see the one inside the wall and can just see her face. But the one was in frills was half and half in and out of the building alongside the two female ghosts miss cunningham also saw a purple orb in the shape of a skull you said we don't do those (laughs) she's having quite the afternoon at the museum of childhood i'll say she added the skull above was really quite frightening because it showed that maybe the girls had been tortured or maybe had lived in a horrible situation or maybe it was bunk in a flash (laughs) reflection Wow. Maybe. I'd like to do a paranormal investigation in a museum of childhood because you know that dolls have attachments and toys. It would be very creepy. Like little Chucky. What they (gasps) failed to mention, this building was built in the 17th century and it was owned by the rich. But they never managed to afford to complete the decoration. So it was given over to be a woman's prison and the women had to finish decorating the building. It looks like an old fashioned Victorian wrought iron glass ceiling railway station when i first saw this building i thought it used to be a railway station right but it's actually was a a, a converted into a woman's prison so you could imagine not only do you have the museum of childhood but you also have the fact that it was once a prison and i'm making the assumption that maybe some chinese spirits are there because they got arrested and put in jail back in the victorian period apparently it was founded the museum this was a museum from 1872 onwards so it's been there a long time as a museum but it's well worth a look it's quite close to a place called columbia road which is a flower market 
So you've got a mile of market on a Sunday in Columbia Road selling flowers and plants. If you go there in the summer and the spring, the smell is incredible. And people buy flowers wholesale. Like you'd have a vegetable market or Billingsgate fish market. It's a flower market for almost industry. Do you see what I mean? Although you can buy plants and flowers for yourself. But it's a remarkable place to be. App of two Chinese girls. Or Hell's Bells, you decide. Go to our Facebook site, more questions and answers. With Adrian Lee, Miss Morris, what have you got for me tonight in the round of ghosts and hauntings? Well, a mom of two has told how she was freaked out after she claims to have captured a demonic voice. On camera, in a hospital corridor, Catherine Lawrence had taken her two-year-old daughter to the Royal Devon and Exeter Hospital when she filmed the spooky video on her phone. The 40-year-old said she started taking pictures and video because it felt like a scene from the 2006 horror movie Silent Hill. That's always oh, convenient. Wow. Walk into a hospital corridor and it feels like Silent Hill, but... Yeah. Mm, mm. Right. She said, I had to take my daughter to A&E in hospital. Now, for us Americans, when they said A&E, I thought it was the TV channel, and it's not. <laughs> not no. and entertainment. Accident and emergency. If you so it took have, a while. The ambulance rolls into accident and emergency, A&E. Yeah, okay. Well, we went in the wrong entrance and got totally lost down some dark corridors. I started taking pics and filming on my phone as it reminded me of Silent Hill. And I love that creepy stuff, you know. Mm -mm. So we were totally alone with no one behind us. And while the corridor was dead quiet. I see what you did there. After watching the film back at home at like six seconds you can clearly hear some creepy demon voice saying something at around 26 seconds there's another couple of words Catherine then posted the video to her facebook wall and has had mixed reactions from her friends who all claim to hear something different in the video one person actually commented i would be running out of there you know do you hear it you only have to watch it back and this is London, is it? What the hell, Catherine? <laughs> what the hell? What Catherine? The hell? <sighs> Catherine the Great. It's too freaky. It's well too freaky. I just heard a man's voice saying, Tell me. Terry? Tell me. Tell me something good to I'm going to ban alcohol. I literally, I'm going to ban alcohol. Or is that a Blondie song? Tell me. Tell me now. Tell me. Who's this Terry? I've got some teriyaki jerky soda. Oh, you take your Terry and stuff Michelle it. Michelle wants more. Nope. Lovely. Never. One. Never. No. I've still got half a bottle if you want it, Michelle. I'm good. One of Catherine's friends also said that it sent... Shivers right down her spine. Mm -mm. Wow. But yes, there were demonic voices in Devon and Exeter. Oh, that was a West Country accent. Yeah, didn't of you course. know it did? Yeah. What was I thinking? I've been a fool. <laughs> I should give you points, Morris, for being fun and informative. And you've got off the mark for tonight's show. Spook staff have called Ghostbusters after a nightclub teal and fridge opened on their if the ghost opens a fridge and you've called Ghostbusters, that's Slimer, isn't it? Filling his mouth, full of the contents of the I fridge. I love him. Yes. Ghost to John Belushi. 
there. It could be the ghost of John Belushi. That is true. The spine-chilling scenes were caught on security at the venue, built on a jowl and said to be haunted by a light-fingered lag. Do you have the phrase lag over here? A prison- no. A prisoner is a lag. See, you're learning. You take mm. away from this show more than you arrive with. I think it means slow internet over here. Lag. Perfect. <laughs> Manager Tom Dodd was in the office when an alert sounded in the empty bar at 8pm on Monday. He said our tills are linked to a system which pings when they are opened. We checked the cameras back and couldn't believe what we saw. It was incredibly creepy. At first I thought it may have been pranksters, but there's no way they could have done it. On the film, no one goes near the bar for hours. The till and the fridge are solid bits of kit. The Prism Club is built on the site of Nottingham House of Corrections, which shut in 1890. Staff believe the ghostly goings-on could be the work of an inmate who died there. Tom 29 of Tamworth Staffordshire added, There is a room in the basement with bars on the wall. I started here a few months ago and I was learning my way around when I felt a presence. I turned to look and I was all alone. I told the workers who said no one goes in that room. Well, thanks for telling us, guys. Next week, we have paranormal investigators come in real life Ghostbusters. The whole thing has freaked me out. I don't want to be on my own in that part of the club. Haunted club or heavens above. You can see the video of the ghost opening the till and opening the fridge for yourself if you go to our Facebook site more questions than answers with Adrian Lee I shall give myself two points wait 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 did we forget to call that bunk no I think we forgot we to call that, that bunk it's not bunk I tell you there's uh, a ghost in that I there firmly prison disagree it was I was just drinking <laughs> <laughs> Heather needs no excuse <laughs> there's no stimulus and response it's all response apparently that's right I love it Michelle has recovered. <laughs> She's managed to get herself back into the position where she can read a story out. What have you got for me tonight in the round of Ghosts and Hauntings? An engineer has claimed to have snapped two loved-up ghosts embracing in an eerie photograph. Aww. Ron Bauer, 60, could have caught the real-life Romeo and Juliet. Oh! Oh! There's points just for that. Have Thank two you. points. Love it. While on a paranormal investigation at Reevesby Abbey in Lincolnshire. Shortly before taking photographs of the building, he claims to have heard noises from behind him that made him uneasy. He initially believed that he had captured mist, but within seconds he noticed two figures and believes it could be a pair of ghosts hugging. Wow. The father from East Anglia was overwhelmed by the affectionate shot taken last weekend and believes it could show love carries on after death. Ron, an electronics engineer, said, Before taking the photograph, there was a noise that I thought was behind me, which was a bit off-putting. At first, I thought it was one figure, but within a few seconds, I realized it could be two, one with an arm around the other. Oh, sweet ghost love. Right. Mm-hmm. It looks like two people embracing. It looks like they are in love. While Ron admits, while he expects there to be suspicion around his photograph, he adamantly vows that the photograph is real. Nice. Real bunk. Yeah. Real bunk. <laughs> None of that fake bunk. <laughs> Proper real bunk. Organic bunk. Real yeah. bunk. Ghost of Mist, or I don't believe this. You can go to our Facebook site, more questions and answers with Adrian Lee, where you will find that story and the photograph 
for yourself as we move very quickly into the round that we call UFOs and cryptozoology. It's green men and hairy beasties. What have you got for me tonight, Miss Morris? Oh, you're coming to me? I am coming to you. You need the points the most. Well, a man in Texas <laughs> some, oh, saw one of those them there flying birds. Oh, <laughs> flying birds! It was a what? Roman that was unhappy with his chicken. Yeah, you want to see one of my birds? <laughs> oh, I'll give you two. A wow, one point each. <laughs> Lovely. Another reason why we can't have cameras in the studio. The anonymous San Benito man on Thursday said he was at his father's farm with his friends when the event purportedly took place. We looked towards the south and witnessed a pterodactyl. <laughs> One of them there pterodactyls, boy. <laughs> Come on in. <laughs> you pull yourself up a chair. <laughs> Why am I here? <laughs> it was coasting along the ditch. The animal was described as having a wingspan of about 10 feet oh, and wow. looked like a pterosaur. It was a mangy turkey vulture. What? <laughs> Let me read your fortune. What? <laughs> The eyewitness says the strange bird disappears into what looked like a wormhole. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. That's where the pterodactyls live. Yeah, in that their wormhole. In the wormhole. <laughs> now, let me hit you with some history. In 1890, Arizona newspaper, the Tombstone Epitaph, reported that two ranchers had allegedly killed a, one of those damn near winged monsters wow. that was flying around. <laughs> And it kind of looked like an alligator. And wow. so it's a pterodactyl. Oh, right. A flying alligator in alligator. 1890. Wow. Yeah, no. I can't compete with that. I know you can't. I got nothing there. So then in 1927, a similar event reportedly took place in the Australian town of Fernvale when two giant birds visited the area, causing panic among the town's residents. I don't know what that is, but. It's Australia, so who knows? They're all drunk. And, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> what are they? They're on Look, fosters. Kitties. Struth. It's one of those there silver birds up there. They saw them in the outback. Wow. Yeah, I know. We've just lost all of our listeners in Australia. We love you, Tanya. Love you, Tanya. <laughs> and in August 2015, a man in Michigan claimed to have seen a giant bird. With a 10-foot wingspan. They're all over, apparently. Yeah. And then in 2015, in July, two people in Nevada reported seeing a creature that reminded him of a pterosaur, a flying reptile believed to have gone extinct about 65 million years. So there's pterodactyls in Texas. Giant bird. Oh, that's absurd. Go to our Facebook site. More questions than answers. With Adrian Lee, we're going to try and fit in as many stories as possible. We get to the round. It is the strange and the bizarre. There's stories from around the world that are too good not to read out, but don't fit easily into any other category. Michelle, what have you got for me in the round of S&B? Well, New York State Hunter 61 dies after eating squirrel brains that left him with a rare form of mad cow disease. Straight off the bat, that's got to be mad squirrel disease, yeah. you would think. I was yeah. going to say, there are several questions there. Yes. Well, yeah, first and nuts. foremost, I'm thinking that squirrels don't have very big brains. I mean, you're looking at a chickpea at best, right? <laughs> I was <laughs> thinking so that cool. squirrels didn't have very big boobs, like We've, cows. 
What? How? What? How? what? I don't know. Here, here's a nice <laughs> glass of squirrel milk. <laughs> Get it down, yeah? Wow, you'd have to have very small hands squirrel. to be milking a squirrel. Squirrel like juice. <laughs> oh. Tastes a bit nutty. <laughs> Smells like cabbage. Your brain goes to very bizarre and strange places, Miss Morris. Mm. I can't help it. A man from New York died after he developed a rare and fatal brain disorder from eating squirrel brains. In a case report, researchers said the 61-year-old was brought to Rochester Regional Health in 2015 saying he was having trouble thinking and he was losing touch with reality and he couldn't walk. Been there. Wow. <laughs> and you can't even blame the squirrel no. brains, can you? Every night after the show. That's right. Doctors discovered he developed a degenerative disease caused by the same infectious proteins that also result in the more infamous mad cow disease. Mm. However, it wasn't contaminated beef that caused this man's death. His family told doctors he enjoyed hunting and had re recently eaten squirrel brains, although it's unclear if he ate the whole brain or squirrel meat contaminated with parts of the brain. Oh, some of those squirrels had eaten bad nuts. Mm -hmm. Wait a second. So he combined everything together like squirrel sausage? Squirrel He could have just went like sausage. that. Put a stick in it. Everything in Minnesota has got to be gum. with a stick, isn't yeah. it? You can't eat anything in this state unless it's on a stick. No. To be fair, if he would have deep fat fried that, wouldn't have had a problem. No. Just I like the idea that all your on it. food comes with tools. You can clog up the toilet afterwards and you've got your own tools. There, I'm going to give you some meat on a stick. When you plug the toilet, you've got a tool to deal with it. There, you push it down. That's going to be a danger to shipping when that's on Lake Superior. That reminds you, me of the poop stick. Yeah, poop you see, knife. you're talking about the poop chopstick there. Poop stick. The poop <laughs> chopstick. Now available for Christmas only through MQTA. <laughs> if you go to our Facebook site, <laughs> you can get your friends and family the poop chopstick. It has our faces on it. <laughs> if you want that personal touch. <laughs> Who's used my one? said Goldilocks. Oh, you know, you guys laugh about it, but we could probably put it up on a crowdfunding Kickstarter campaign and people probably would get it for Christmas for their favorite people. I am not starting oh. a campaign to provide Christmas presents of personalized poop chopsticks. I'm poop sorry. <laughs> I want a poop knife. <laughs> oh. Anyway. I might be doing it whether you want to or not. Yeah. yeah. You know that somebody somewhere on MQTA is going to make that happen. <laughs> I love you it. You know that's going to take place. Come on, guys. This show never ends no. where I think it's going to. It no. starts no. in the most bizarre places and ends in the most bizarre places. <laughs> that's right. Squirrel brain or that's insane. We now enter the round that we call Not For Your Mother, which means you have now found us on one of our platforms. So thank you for being tech savvy and coming to find us, we really appreciate that. Why not cut and paste the link and tell the whole wide world on your social media sites you're listening to the very best in paranormal talk radio entertainment. This is the round we call Not For Your Mother because we cannot read it out when we're on the Dark Matter Network at 10 o'clock on a Friday night. So we can do this on our SoundCloud, on our iTunes, in our Stitcher. We can do this on the internet without fear of getting a hefty fine. If your mother's of a nervous disposition, she needs to be removed. If you have small minors running around, then you're probably Snow White. Yeah, midgets. <laughs> mm. I've always thought that about that. Every time you say small minors, I'm like, oh, like the dwarves. Midgets. <laughs> it's almost like I'm psychic. 
Mum accidentally reveals something very X-rated while selling wardrobes. A woman was left mortified when she tried to sell a wardrobe online. The mum uploaded an innocent-looking photo of two wardrobes and a set of drawers, but didn't realise there was something very X-rated in the reflection of the mirror. She only realised her blunder after a stranger messaged her directly. The embarrassed woman then took down the post immediately. In a tactful message, the potential buyer said, I don't mean to be rude, but I thought I'd let you know. It seems there are some boobs in the mirror. But to add more fuel to the fire, Sophie Eck, her daughter, shared a screenshot of the conversation with her mum. Sharing the mortified story on her Twitter account, she called the mistake the funniest thing I have ever seen. (laughs) There's nothing funnier than seeing your mother's boobs plastered all over the Why internet. do people take pictures of items for sale in Naked. the nude? That's right. Why? <laughs> it's a very strange thing. I've seen wieners. Yes, I'm sure you have. <laughs> I, I don't know it's if you... It's the bare necessities, <laughs> the simple bare necessities. <laughs> the thing that's interesting... I'd really like to sell my TV. <laughs> <laughs> She's selling a lot of wardrobes, I'm led to believe. Yeah. The interesting thing is it's a very small mirror. It's only a mirror that's like a foot by a, maybe six inches. <sighs> and she's managed to get everything in that mirror. It's remarkable. <gasps> Unbelievable. What You want to do that, Miss Walsh? You want to sell your chopsticks online? No, is it a flash sale? Saviour of the universe. Sharing the mortifying story on her Twitter account, she called it the funniest mistake she's ever seen. She followed up with screenshots of a WhatsApp message from her mum, which featured the offending photo. Her daughter is sharing this all over the internet after the mother's removed the post. She must really like her mum. She's written underneath, nice one, mum. The post has been shared more than 25,000 times and been liked more than 90,000 times. Mum's famous. One wrote, this is hilarious. I'm laughing so hard, I'm crying. Another one said, I actually love your mum. While a third, thanks Sophie for making their day. That photo is available to see if you wish to go to our Facebook site. More questions and answers. With Adrian Lee, you will see that picture with the wardrobes. And everything else there is. Presented for you in a mirror. Remember, we don't do orbs. (laughs) Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of NFM? A granddad necked five glasses of wine and marched down a British Airways plane with his penis out. Wow. Isn't that how it works? He was the pilot. Before (laughs) slapping a passenger. Oh, mushroom stamp. With his penis. With his weenus? No, I made that part up. Ah. <laughs> you, have you got any pretzels? Ah. <laughs> a man who takes Viagra before flying mm. is going to Bangkok. <laughs> man who sits in aeroplane with hands in pockets going to feel cocky all day. Oh, oh no. Hatam Hamad, 56, put his privates three inches from Joel Vilmenay's face while he was traveling on the flight. And it's not a short one. From What, New- the flight or the weenus? <laughs> <laughs> What's an average here? What are we looking at? What was the seating arrangement there, oh, anyway? Oh, God. I'll get to that. <laughs> okay, the, pl- the flight was from New Orleans to Heathrow. 
And the uh, TV executive was with his wife and young children. No, and the plane was a cool. stick shift. Yep. <laughs> How many planes have you flown that requires a stick shift? <laughs> Depress the clutch. One. I can't get it into second. There was that one. <laughs> the way Heather flies, they're all stick shifts. Yeah, that's right. Mile high airlines. <laughs> he attacked the TV executive and exposed his privates to another passenger. On the October 10th journey. He was busy. You want some of this? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine you've got your, you know, your blindfold your on. Thing on. Yeah, you're, you're sat there listening to the sounds of the yeah. ocean and all of a sudden. Oh, <laughs> that's going to leave a mark. I'm touching you. Not, not here. <laughs> or oh, not here, but not more, more here. <laughs> Sticky octopus. Oh. Unbelievable. <laughs> Hamad had been handed a six-week jail sentence suspended for one year after he admitted assaulting by beating. Were they looking for a hardened criminal? <laughs> Wait, I got another one. Hit oh, it. here we go. Is it the eye in the sky? <laughs> oh, you had the wild monster flying around there. <laughs> and relax. Was <gasps> the one-eyed, one-horned, one-purple people here? I am literally banning alcohol <laughs> from this studio. No. <laughs> Uxbridge Magistrates Court heard how the drama unfolded when Mr. Belmney, president of New Orleans TV channel WDSU, had returned from to his seat after taking his daughter to the bathroom. In a statement, he said, after about five minutes, a male, Mr. Hamad, came down the aisle to me directly to my chair where I was sitting with my kids. My daughter was awake and my son was asleep. He pulled his pockets inside out and said, look, an African elephant. <laughs> this man had his penis out and exposed within three inches of my face. You've got nowhere to run. No. What did he think was going to happen? It's not like in the park where you can just nip into the bushes. Right. It's not like in the supermarket where you can hide in the chocolate aisle. Oh. He's literally... <laughs> <laughs> they were eye to eye. <laughs> no conversation. I like that you've got hiding places all figured out from where to go <laughs> in the too. park or yeah. the grocery store. Mm, not creepy. Find <laughs> the back of your mother's shed. Yeah. <laughs> At this time, I felt shocked and then attempted to stand up and shouted at the man, What are you doing? Mr. Velmay confronted Hamand, who responded by grunting, As you do, before exposing himself to yet another passenger. Has he got an excuse for this? What was he saying when he got arrested? Was he, what was he even thinking of doing? I have his excuse. The granddad of 25. Whoa. Then slapped what? the executive in the chest with some force before the cabin With his weenus? Yeah, I Hang like on. to think so. <laughs> That's the way I hear it. Granddad at 25. No, 25 grandchildren. Oh, God. I thought he was 25 years old and no, a granddad. of 25. I'm doing some maths here on my notepad. Yeah, no. The, the math is still hard enough to do. 25 grandkids. Hard That's enough. <laughs> they haven't got a television. <laughs> before cabin crew took him to the back of the plane. He was met by cops when the plane landed at Heathrow and was taken to the police station for an interview. The court heard how Hamad initially denied the attack and told police he had boarded the flight alone, drank five cups of wine, and went to sleep. Prosecutor Wendy Barrett said he said he didn't get up, speak to anybody, or touch anybody. 
He did explain that he did not normally drink, but was a nervous flyer. He told police he had not drank alcohol for three months prior, adding, I'm not crazy. I did not do the things that you say. I'm a nervous flyer. Here's my willy. Yeah. Wow. Airplane willy. Or don't be so silly if you go to our (laughs) Facebook site. You will see everything there for you in glorious Technicolor. A man was tasered by police when he refused to stop having sex with a car exhaust. It has been (laughs) revealed. (laughs) It was the way the Cadillac was looking at me. (laughs) There's a name for that. That's called mechophilia. Do you remember the David Cronenberg film, Crash? I'll never forget it. Has a lot of things like that in it. Ryan Malik, 24, from Newton in Kansas, pleaded guilty to lewd and lascivious that's a great word, isn't it? Lascivious behavior. In the car park of an apartment building, court documents show. When the police arrived at the scene, they found Malik trying to put his penis into a car exhaust. Let's hope that wasn't hot at the time. Yeah, you better turn the car off first. Despite the police presence, he carried on. I like that his enthusiasm is amazing. An Let's... oblivious Malik continued in his efforts and ignored the officer's attempts to stop him. An officer had to taser him and he was handcuffed and taken to the hospital for treatment. Wow. He was that large. He nearly got to the catalytic converter. Miss Morris. <laughs> when he got to the hospital, did they diagnose him as being exhausted? <laughs> More drink. According to court documents, his actions were seen by at least six witnesses. They were in the traffic jam with him. It stated how Malik unlawfully, intentionally, and publicly exposed a sex organ or exposed a sex organ in the presence of another person who is not the spouse of the offender. Apparently, if you've got a spouse in Kansas, you can expose yourself in the car park, and that's perfectly reasonable. Really? To be fair, I think he was trying to hide that member. Yes, he was trying to, I'm going to wear this exhaust and I'm not going to show you my parts. (laughs) Wow. His blood alcohol content was recorded at more than four times the legal limit. Good news, wow. sir. We found wow. blood in your alcohol supply. Good on him. <laughs> Malik was formally charged. He was later sentenced to a year's probation and had to pay $200 fine. The Mini Cooper was interviewed but refused to comment. Malik has previously been arrested for <laughs> aggravated assault and use of a deadly weapon, as well as possessing... <laughs> marijuana I can't look at Lightning McQueen in the same light (laughs) oh the car's pregnant that story yes is going to give birth (laughs) to a smart car Oh, I doubt it. <laughs> it's going to give birth to a thick car. <laughs> it's the new stupid car. Yeah. Miss Morris, you have the last story of Do the I? evening. What have you got oh. for me in the round? Not for your mother. Do I? All right. Winter is coming. Uh-oh. It feels like mm. it's here. Mm, yes. First, there was Wintergina. First, I was afraid. <laughs> I was I petrified. Wintergina. Huh? Wintergina? Yeah, <laughs> Wintergina. And if you don't know what that is, well, it's apparently chilly temperatures can cause a drought down there. Oh, I thought it was a no shave thing. I no, that's no shave. <laughs> that's no shave November. That's only Isn't a few days away. It's pretty close. Oh, it's nice. Winter Gina Friday. <laughs> winter Gina Friday. <laughs> that's all year round. We have been on this planet for millions and millions of years. How comes this is suddenly a problem? We wrote, walked around without any clothes on for millennia, and this wasn't a oh, problem. Oh, 
just... If it was a problem, we wouldn't be here right now. It's not a problem for us ladies. I'm going to get to the problem. Mm. It has got, nothing like to do an with icicle? ladies. Is it like an icicle? Nothing to do with the ladies. Nothing. So winter's coming. Mm-hmm. Now, another theory on how the seasons impact our private parts. Oh, yes. Has emerged. And it's bad news for you. You. you for me personally. You, 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 you. And your little fella. Fella. I'm not sure if she's talking to me. <laughs> I've seen your nubbins. She's your talking nubbins. to you. Don't let me read your nubbins. No. Read my nubbins. Cross my palm with silver. That's another, that's another t-shirt. Read my nubbins. <laughs> Tell my future. Oh, read my, my nubbins. nubbins. We would have the best clothing line. We would. We're read classy. my nubbins. Available in Target. <laughs> oh god that is actually pretty funny well though cold weather can cause penises to shrink decrease erections and cause difficulty re- reaching orgasm yeah it was you chad <laughs> yeah a sex pert nice. has warned <laughs> yes the blood vessels in the weenus shut down because of the cold temperature, Annabelle Knight, sex and relationship expert for Love Honey, told the Metro.co.uk, men can expect their penis to shrivel up by 50% in length and 20% to 30% in girth Mr. when the weather gets a chilly. This is London, is it? The Metro in London. The evening newspaper in London, this is. Yes. The evening Metro that you buy when you're on your way home on the tube. Chilly Willy the penguin, he shakes until he's blue. I swear I'm banning alcohol. I have no clue what's going on anymore. I feel like I've dropped some acid. I've no idea where I am. Uh oh. <laughs> Hang on, I'm due back on planet Earth at any minute. Annabelle added that in colder climes. The body redirects heat and energy normally available for the peen. I've never heard it called a peen before. Nope. P-E-E-N. Peen. That's a hammer. I've called it heard. (laughs) Why, thank you, madam. (laughs) I get it. A ball peen hammer. Get it. It's not how big your nail is. It's the size of your hammer. A ball and peen hammer. It's the size of your peen. Peen. (laughs) It's true. I can show you. I'll circle it. I don't want to see it. No. Maybe. I know what they look like. (laughs) (laughs) And that's why you can no longer go to the Boy Scouts. Wow. Well, anyway, what normally happens is the energy normally available for the peen to vital organs in the middle of your body. It actually shrivels up and it goes, do your sucky thing. Not when it's a wreck. There you go. Your body has... Oh, wait. Wait. Your body has to reduce the blood flow to Uh, your appendages, your fingers, and your toes, and your penis. Mary and Joseph. The testicles also retract and rise closer to the rest of your body so they can snuggle in and stay warm, all cozy, and tucked into your fluff. 
like a fruit bat <laughs> nesting. What you're missing in the podcast right now is Michelle's doing the actions of her holding them close to her body, like to keep them warm, <laughs> and then shaping them like clay. <laughs> well, we know she's into poetry. It's better than puppet mastery. <laughs> that was a great evening. Things were going great right up until the point I tried the Eiffel Tower. Oh, God. <laughs> I did Winston Churchill looking pensive, last turkey in the bushes at Christmas, and managed to do a Big Mac and got the sesame seeds. Oh, well, basically, this all is opposite of the summer penis. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God there isn't video. This would not be good. Uh, no. 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 Summer penis. Oh, Summer put... penis? Yeah, I Wasn't put... that a song in Greece? That's Chad's stripper name. Summer penis, show me some love. Splashing around. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with you? I wonder why they called you Grease Lightning. <laughs> Can I be a pink lady? <laughs> Only if I can show you my hot rod. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Olivia Newton, wrong. Oh, no. Well, anyway, you can get a summer penis. Where doctors confirm that hot weather causes the penis to appear larger, after a spate of reports from chuffed men. Hate to be chuffed. Size isn't the only thing affected by changing seasons. Annabelle said that cold weather also desensitizes the penis, which can be a good thing in some instances because it makes them last longer. Just saying. You don't get... (laughs) So I'm going to stand in front of the fridge with the door open. (laughs) There's not as many minute men in winter. Just saying. Just bring also- an ice pack to bed with you. <laughs> Just to take the you, swelling down. You hear a crack and a shake, <laughs> <Right>. shake, shake. <laughs> like a martini shaker. I am you're taking a martini shaker. Do you want an olive in that? Cocktail wiener. Sausage. I am banning alcohol. I swear I'm banning alcohol. Come on. These are, yeah. these are empty Is threats. there much more to go? I want to go to the bar. Wait, wow. I got more. It can also cause men to take longer to orgasm, thank God. Not just because they're physically cold, but because feeling chilly is distracting. Well, none of this is ideal. It's really not the end of the world. People have it. Always found ways to have sex, no matter what's going on with the weather. I said that ten minutes ago. We recommend that you grab a few extra blankets oh. if you're thinking of boinking. Michelle's <laughs> <laughs> grabbing something else. Wow. <laughs> Nothing could be finer than your frozen winter gina. <laughs> <laughs> ten minutes I've been waiting for that. Wow. Ten minutes. <laughs> That's what happens with winter, Willie. Well, all good things come to an end. So let us look at tonight's scores in last place with the K2 meter with the dead. 
battery is Michelle. She Aww. wins herself a crate of beef jerky oh, and a go on the all-you-can-eat buffet. What could wow, possibly okay. go wrong? In third place so was myself. I get to go on a date with two Chinese girls with a full bladder on a museum <laughs> trip somewhere <laughs> in East London. Chad finished second tonight on a rather resplendent six. He gets a date with Miss Corrie with his own choice of saint costume. Yeah. (laughs) I would highly recommend the St. Lawrence barbecue option that comes with a grill. And in very first... (laughs) 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 So wrong. So so wrong. You could have gone with a St. Stephen option, which comes with a bucket of rocks. Yes. <laughs> but in very first place, winning the $33,000 IR camera tonight with a remarkable seven points is Miss Morris. She wins a tray of squirrel brain entrees and a sightseeing yes. trip to see giant yes. birds in Texas. Yes. Do not fear, listener. Remember, we are back with a whole new bunch of stories next week at the same time. And I would love for you to join me for a fun and informative journey through the world of the paranormal, strange, intriguing, bizarre and weird. Please tell your friends and family about the show and feel free to contact me anytime via my Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. And if you now nip over to SoundCloud.com, search for MQTA Radio. We will stay in the studio and do an extra 20 to 25 minutes of filth that we cannot read out on air. My gratitude and greatest thanks are extended to Lorna Hunter, Heather Morris, Chad Peters, Michelle Corey, and all of the International Paranormal Society in Paranormal.net, and all of the show's sponsors, including the Lakes Area Paranormal Interest Group and MUFON of Minnesota. We are the very best in paranormal talk radio news. The light before the darkness. It just remains for me to say thank you for listening, and remember, be interested and interesting. <laughs>